Hello, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers podcast, where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies. I am your host, Aaron Sarnecki, and uh, joining me, as always, is my brother, Josh Sarnecki. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Josh, I had a feeling you weren't going to have anything clever to say <laughs> to introduce yourself this time. Uh, not unless you want me to put on a, a funny voice and, and try my, my best at voice acting. Right. I mean, you did try that when we did the Lilo and Stitch podcast. And I nailed it just for right. the record. You, yeah, you did okay. So um, Josh is talking about funny voices, which could be pretty much anything. Um, uh, so for this uh, month's podcast for TV, we're talking about um, a pretty deep cut. <laughs> uh, we, we had some choices this is the one that i decided on um we decided to talk about the um television adaptation of the video game kirby so it's kirby right back at you uh which premiered on fox on uh september uh 2002 it originally aired in japan i believe the year before and it had 100 episodes and i think it was on fox until like 2006 um they really got like through that 100 episodes really fast in japan like like less than two years um and um i certainly remember when it was on um it was probably i think one of the few things that we were still watching on the fox the fox box as it was called at the time because it used to be fox kids then power rangers moved to abc and then i don't think there was really any anything else i guess maybe i don't know if we were still watching digimon and we might have been this might have been the last season of digimon we watched in 2002 would Yu-Gi-Oh have been on the Fox box? No, because that would have been on Kids WB. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it's a little confusing because both Fox and uh, the Kids WB had a partnership with 4Kids Entertainment, which was responsible for localizing a bunch of these Japanese shows. Yeah, infamously in some Yeah, cases. infamously for a lot of people, especially... It shows like Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. Yeah, I mean, given that, uh, when I when we decided to go for this and I saw that it was four kids, it instantly made me right, suspicious. Right, because right, out of all the, the two shows, because they, they, they were responsible for the um, early seasons, I think up and through most of Generation 3, I think for uh pokemon mm-hmm. uh they did Yu-Gi-Oh, and probably most infamous for anime fans was their dub of one piece oh. which I, I don't know anything about but apparently people were upset no did they ever tackle dragon ball or dragon ball z um as far so Dragon Ball Z was always, as far as I know, was either Saban and Pioneer early on. Uh, 
and then Funimation. Right. Um, but um, as far as I know, they didn't they didn't do Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. Okay. And now it's bankrupt. So. Oh, is it really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it went bankrupt and it closed down uh, in 2017. Okay. Well, I mean, part of that, if we're, if we're just talking about the, the way that the anime landscape has changed, where they were very much trying to make the transition from Japanese audiences to American audiences as uh, seamless See, I say seamless, but and sometimes crude as possible. Um, they, uh, I feel like that approach has largely gone by the wayside as anime has really hit the mainstream, especially mm-hmm. as anime has um, become more uh, sort of teen and adult focused. Where I think at the time, everyone was like. You have it's like only kids will be interested in anime, so we have to make sure we censor it so we can put it on TV. No, uh, but um, I feel like in a case of Kirby, I don't know. They had some weird changes um, that I was reading about. Like sometimes they would just erase words that were on like signs and books, even if they were in English. <laughs> so there. But I think for the most part, I got the sense that they were pretty faithful to, mm-hmm. I mean, from what, what I know about the Kirby series, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, despite this series now being 30 years old this year, um, there's not like a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. Right. Kirby Kirby video games are not particularly well known for their plots. Right. I mean, you could say the same thing about Pokemon, but like I feel like I don't know, those they start to get more plot focused. Yeah. But like when you go to play a Kirby game, you come to play it because it's cute and it's fun. Right. And that's kind of the main draw. And I'd say that's arguably the main draw for the show as well. Mm-hmm. But do you do you think they were just because just trying to think about the other shows that they had at the time that were, I think they were taking from Japanese television. Like there was Shaman King and Ultimate Muscle, like stuff we never watched. Oh, but like, were yeah. they just looking at what what's available to us? Because because I know a lot of times for these other shows, they would be adapting the shows you know, almost like a decade after they had already been out. Like mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z was like, had just finished by the time they, they started in America. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other things that they had were but the, um, Sonic X. Yeah, Sonic X. I mean, Sonic was still, I guess, relatively popular at the time. I, I, I think they just kind of like, look, they made a new Kirby show know kirby sells pretty well so there's there's no reason that we can't adapt this i don't think there was any like burning passions like finally gonna bring kirby to the masses you you know i i agree but i'm surprised that the creator of kirby uh masahiro sakurai 
was apparently very involved with the creation of the show. Oh, well, with the, uh, yeah, I, I meant more about the English localization. Oh, but, yes. But yeah, but, yeah um, Kirby does seem sort of a strange candidate for a show because he doesn't talk usually. Um, if he does, he has very minimal dialogue. And um, like I said, the, sh- the the games aren't very plot focused. I f- and I, I feel like Kirby doesn't have that edge that a character like Sonic does where he people would think that Sonic is cool, which is sort of actually, I think it's called the Kirby effect, actually. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but no on uh on a bunch of box art for kirby games in the west they changed his facial expression from smiling to like serious because they wanted to appeal i guess more to the more action-oriented uh kids who are like we want to you know hardcore kirby not some just (laughs) smiley kirby (laughs) so like uh, the the um kirby air ride um game on the cover he's like smiling but the the other thing he has like the you know burrowed brows or whatever and he's got a serious face it's like this is a serious race that's so ridiculous but somehow not surprising yeah yeah i think it's for for me it, it also just brings to mind like how difficult it is to do localizations not just for for anime in general back at this time but especially for anime based off of video games right i mean obviously the we mentioned pokemon had been the model Yu-Gi-Oh was just kind of coming out as uh for a card game um yeah but like thinking back to like donkey kong country they had that that was on fox i think the uh the computer animated donkey kong country I was thinking like even further back to like the was it the Zelda and Mario shows. Right. The, the Mario shows were pretty short lived, but like they had multiple, like, I guess seasons for different. They're all like, technically they're considered different shows, but it was like a season for Mario one, a season for Mario three, a season for Mario world. No. Um, Yeah. Although I guess were those originally anime or were those always? Um, I see. I don't know if those were actually considered anime because I think they were with uh, Deke Entertainment. Um, like oh yeah, so those weren't even anime. They, those were just English. Sa- same with um, I don't think the Sonic show with uh, Jaleel White. Actually, he did he did the voice for multiple shows, but uh, <laughs> um, I believe that was an American show. Okay. So here I thought I just assumed that those were based off of anime. So yeah, I mean this is I mean hopefully a little bit better then because it's kind of uh once again infamous of how bad right some of those well, I mean well let's get Zelda into it. I mean just to break down the plot of Kirby is just about this sort of pink marshmallow of a character who crash lands on this uh in this place called Dreamland. And he sort of has to help the inhabitants uh, fight off these monsters that 
um, are brought along by the uh, sort of self-styled king, King DDD, who is a giant blue penguin. Well, I guess he's not giant, but he's a blue penguin. He's, he's pretty big. He's pretty like, big. I'm, I'm not here to body shame King DDD, but he's pretty right. big. And, and and his uh probably the the most inspired villain name his henchman the uh the snail escargoon yes <laughs> which correct me if i'm wrong but escargoon was He's, he in the games he was not in the games before this i think he might have had a brief appearance in the games i think there might be like a special 101st episode that's like a like a download only game that had like a, a lost episode i want to say i'm not sure hmm. they, they did that for like batman the animated series i think for one of the sega genesis games oh, interesting or sega gcd uh yeah um and then and then there's just like a bunch of other characters so like midnight Knight, who's in the games who's sort of like an anti-hero who's sort of like the one character they try to make yeah, it, it does make me like if they, the Americans were more involved with the development of this show, I feel like they would have pushed for this just like forget Kirby, make Meta Knight the main character. Because <laughs> yeah. kids like swords and characters uh, with capes. Well, it's, it's like the same as, you know, Mega Man, right? Like, why have Mega Man? Or Mega Man X when you can have, you know. Oh, zero, yeah. Zero, yeah. Kind of, I mean. Uh, but, uh, and then, like, the, there are other characters that aren't in the show. So, like, you have these two siblings, Tiff and Tuff, who are just, uh, there's just a bunch of, a couple kids, uh, sister and brother, um, who sort of just are, I guess, Kirby's adopted family almost. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm so confused about like what they are in this right, world. They're, right. And like Kirby, especially then they look different. They they and their parents look different than most of the other Dreamland inhabitants. Um, so and this is sort of like when we were talking about Spirit Away, it's like, what is this character? It's just like there's just supposed to be a spirit. So they're just they just are they're a dreamlander, I guess. Well, it's it's they apparently in the English dub it's called Cappy Town. Oh yeah, they're the Cappies. Yeah, yeah, which kind of looks mushroom esque at times, right? But yeah, maybe maybe you're, maybe they are just kind of like nameless spirits. But yeah, Cappies, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, it, it, it's strange for me to to look at this. Um, and think like how they they got from the games to here because like the the premise is there like kirby mm -hmm. fights monsters yeah um but this idea of like kirby becoming like an adopted like resident of this town mm -hmm. that's pretty different and it is pretty different usually like kirby kind of just minds his own business he's usually motivated by food which is something that comes up often in the games but usually it's like oh like somebody steals his cake and he has to get it back like that's literally the the plot of one of the games <laughs> <laughs> but 
I also don't remember there the first episode of this like kind of goes into a little bit of backstory about Kirby being a star warrior yeah um that's never addressed in the games is it if it is it's very very loose um and apparently there are like hints in the show that he might actually be like a failed like nightmare enterprises monster but I don't think that they ever say that if it's true or not, which just makes things more confusing. So it's like, how can he be both? Yeah. See, I, that's what I, I thought. But, but I actually just watched that. an episode where there was a Star Warrior who defected to uh, Nightmare Industries. So I don't know. Maybe that's possible. Right. Because Nightmare Industries is the the organization that is like giving King Dedede right. all of the monsters to try to go after Kirby. Right, yeah. It's a lot of as them, their way to explain, I guess, a lot of the creatures. Um, also, Nightmare. He, he, For some reason, he's called like Enemy or something. It's got a weird abbreviation in the English dub. It's like the final like antagonist. Mm-hmm. I, I watched I watched the... the uh, the last episode and we'll, we'll go into that but uh yeah i honestly i had no idea it made it to 100 episodes yeah when i mean I I, that, it's I impressive <laughs> <laughs> right because you would think that like uh, uh, there's like these other shows you would have assumed like if, if we're taking out of the um the new animated adventures this definitely has more episodes than Batman the Animated Series. But like, I don't know, like they just produce a lot of episodes usually for anime. Unless, that's not always true because there are some anime that only have like 26 episodes. They were only one season. Hmm. Like Cowboy Bebop. Right. Uh, but yeah, 100 episodes like that just, that floored me. I really assumed this was a show that had like 20 episodes if most <laughs> and then got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> right i mean is you think there's a reason for that i mean do you think i think watching this episode i think that geographically there isn't much to do in the location of dreamland slash cappy town that like with 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 a show like pokemon you can traverse the entire region and then they'll just introduce a new one so mm-hmm. it's like, it, there's pretty much, and like the only thing that they haven't done as far as I know is just, they've never gone to space. They've done time travel in one of the, one of the, uh, one of the games or one of the, the movies. But like, he, Ash hasn't gone to, you know, to catch Pokemon on the moon yet. Mm-hmm. But he has caught Pokemon that were from the moon. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't but it's just like, it doesn't Perry. seem like there, there is as much, you know, to pull from location-wise. But then I also, from the episodes that I've seen, they have gotten a little bit creative, even though they have a limited location. So, like, one episode, um, they found, like, a ninja scroll that this, like, ninja student left. Everybody wanted to just be a ninja, so everybody just played ninja for the whole episode. <laughs> and then um, there was one episode... This was actually on um, the Kirby 20th anniversary um, like Wii collection. 
that came with three episodes. One was um, one episode was King DDD kind of like indentured his waddle d's out to everybody so they could use them so people would just go to vending machines and get a waddle d <laughs> waddle so waddle these are the henchmen of this by the way wow i forgot yeah. about that yeah it was it was pretty and then there was like another episode where like another star warrior she thought that like mennonite like killed her mother and like it turns out like that wasn't the case as she was voiced by Veronica Taylor, who voiced Ash in Pokemon. Yeah. I was like, I've heard that voice before. Wow. So that, that's really surprising because I will admit, I did not get a chance to watch too many episodes in preparation for this, but hearing what you uh, have described in these episodes and then reading about what happened in later episodes, it's really shocking for me that the first episodes don't really give you a flavor of that at all. No, yeah. I mean, most episodes, to my knowledge, are, they're, they're basic. They're like, you know, watching an episode of Power Rangers, like, we got to have the big monster fight at the end. Right. And that's exactly what I thought. I thought, like, okay, this is just following the Power Rangers formula, like. But I feel like there, there is more to it than that, because usually the Power Rangers episodes is, like, usually the, there'll be a monster they'll do something that will either make the power rangers or the people in angel grove behave strangely or something and then or like one of them will some of them will get like trapped or something and they have to free them at the end it's like that's pretty much the plot of like 95 percent of all of the power rangers episodes yeah but i think it gets the other side of the power ranger episodes where you have you know your your one character who's kind of like the lead for that episode and they have some sort of life lesson they need to learn right like, yeah they're not really well I've, apparently there are like life lessons there was like i don't know something like global warming and like for kirby i don't know i read, read something that was like they had they tried to tie it into like i guess like our anti-pollution or something like that every once in a while huh Wow, I feel like that the first two episodes I, I, but, do not but, but, clarify right, or do but not I mean, show as, that. As much as a show like Dinosaurs tried, which yeah. I know you... Oh, Dinosaurs. What a time that was. Now, I think it, it's, it's really weird for this because I don't, I, I don't think we watched it long enough to get to more of that kind of social commentary satire stuff. Right, I don't... <sighs> Again, I don't think there's a lot of it. There are apparently a lot of movie parodies. Mm. So like um, there there was like one episode like King DDD is like it's like he had like this whole like I'll never go hungry again which is like from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't think we watched the show much, to be honest. I remember becoming sort of like a fan of it after like, I, I saw an episode where like everyone's going to throw a party for Kirby, but they didn't tell him. So he's like all sad. I felt really <laughs> sad for Kirby. So then I started playing him a lot more in Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> Even though Kirby go. is actually the worst character on the tier list. 
What? Really? Yeah, and Mela, he's the worst character. That's surprising, given that Sakurai was the creator of Kirby right, and yeah. the Super Smash Brothers. Right. Huh. No, that, but, no. But yeah, then I... And then I just like I remember making an effort to watch Kirby, um, but like even then, like and I, I was like, I like Kirby, but like even I'll admit, like this is not the best show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I don't know. It the the humor doesn't hit very often, um, from what I remember, and watching it again, uh, certainly as an adult, it doesn't hit very right. well. Um, I, I think the the thing that stands out the most to me more than anything, uh, other than Kirby just being constantly adorable, like Kirby, right. I think we can just unanimously say is the cutest video game character of all time. Right. Uh, well, you can make a debate between him and like Pikachu, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, they had actually, a, a, there was a copy of Game Informer that like, they had them at one and two. And it was like, why did we pick Kirby over Pikachu? Because he can copy Pikachu there you know that's not a bad argument i I can you can get the little you know pikachu hat yeah okay but the thing that stuck out to me the most about this was the voice acting okay yeah it's there were some weird decisions made what like with mennonite with the spanish accent yeah like i like that's i i i liked it as like a different decision because like usually he in the games he has like sort of like this deeper voice but it sort of has no flavor to it like this i feel like gave him a l- little more personality it, it's not that i dislike it i i do think it works for him it just when he first talks and i think like they also pair it with some like uh like stereotypical spanish music like right, music, yeah. castanets or something i was like oh yeah <laughs> they really did go for it because they, there's right. nothing within Mennonite's character otherwise that that right, really yeah. speaks to well, like, I guess they were just sort of like inspired by like Zorro or, or something like that yeah I mean it, it, it works I think for Mennonite it, it works pretty well I think the ones that work less for me is D2D's kind of like Colonel Sanders right, right. Foghorn Leghorn nonsense yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his, it is some sort of, it is not the most pleasant voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I didn't realize that, you know, Dreamland was ruled by Mitch McConnell. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, he just, he has like this weird kind of Southern accent. And then Escargoon also had just- He's like, kind of like- He's kind of like Smokey, uh, the, the the cop from Smokey and the Bandit, where he's just like thinks he's in the right about everything. Mm. I don't know. I don't, that might not be a good. I was just thinking of like, like some really mean character who's abuses his position somehow. That <laughs> that makes sense to me. No, I mean that's fair. I I think, and he has like his son as his bumbling sidekick. So. Yeah. No, I mean, overall, King Didi just just strikes me as a very, just very flat antagonist. Like, I guess... Right, right. He's more of, like, a lot of times he's, like, a secondary antagonist. More, he, like, he is selfish, but he 
he will team up with Kirby. He does team up with Kirby kind of in the last episode, but yeah, he is like very, very unsavory in this. Yeah. Because like, I also have like many questions about like the system of government in Dreamland. Right. All of the inhabitants of, of Cappy Town or Dreamland obviously hate DJ. Like the right. second episode starts and the kids are jumping rope to a song about how much they think DJ is the worst. Oh, okay. It's like, how is this guy king? Also, the kids, like their parents or their dad is like in like some governmental position. Oh and yeah, they, yeah. They live in the castle, I think. Oh yeah, I forgot. You see, I, I watched the first episode. I didn't watch the the and then it comes some of the other ones. But that, that that is a good point. I forgot he is, yeah, like um um that he works for him somehow. Um yeah, so yeah like, I just thought he was some sort of self-styled king. Yeah, but like yeah, so they're they're so Tiff and Tuff are the, the sons of, the, or the children of the cabinet minister. Cabinet minister, okay. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand how King Dedede hasn't been, like... Deposed. <laughs> overthrown in a violent coup yet. Yeah, Like, yeah. everyone clearly dislikes him. He's going around riding in a tank, like, just shooting at Kirby, even though he doesn't <laughs> know Kirby. He goes after, like, the mystical, like, tree... Yeah, uh, tiki. Yeah, I forget spirit. what it's called. Um, that like this the sage that like gives yeah. them advice on what to do about the the monsters attacking the village. Right. It's like DDD. Like everyone I, already hates you, and now you're going after like the closest thing to like you know, like I don't know, like an angel or like some spiritual yeah. force on this right. planet. Right. I- I, that is a good point i feel like they weren't really thinking about like the logic behind his presence as some sort of monarch they were just like he needs to be in this he'll be king it doesn't make s- even though like there's no reason that he has to be king no i mean i i think it it fits with the like a generally um well-used trope of like anti-monarchy right uh tendencies in like anime and just storytelling overall like the idea of like an evil empire like he, he fits into that without being maybe as calculating as like the right, emperor. right right uh um i will say <laughs> talking about anti-monarchist tendencies right now seems a little <laughs> right yeah if anybody uh, gets that it is it's, it's interesting but um yeah, I mean, what do you think? We, we, I think we already said, like, do, do, does it bother you that Kirby doesn't talk? Do you think that they should have made more of an effort? It's like, listen, Kirby can talk in this. No, Kirby no. should not talk. Kirby should I'm not talk. Link should not with... talk. Kirby should not talk. See, I, I'm, I'm not going to go with the, the Link rule. I'm going to stick more with, like, a more recent example of the Grogu rule. You need limited vocalization right. for cute characters they can say their names like pokemon beyond right. that it starts getting a little little upsetting like right. there's a there's a 
Pokemon. Right. It, uh, I mean, anime. it should really be called, you know, the Gizmo Rule because, you know, Joe Dante, director of, you know, Gremlins, was going to sue Disney or whatever. Because, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but no, I, I, I don't think Kirby speaking would be a good idea. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I could. He's another candidate for. I think everyone wanted Detective Pikachu to be Danny DeVito. I think <laughs> Kirby as Danny DeVito would be excellent. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm just letting that sink in. Uh, that would be something. Uh, well, I think the, the other thing that they establish in the show that I don't think is in the game is that Kirby is kind of supposed to be a baby. Yeah. Apparently in the games, he's supposed to be kind of like young, but like not necessarily a baby. But like this, he's like, he can't talk because he, he can only say gibberish for the most part. And like characters' names. Yeah. Um, which I think works. Um, I think it's sort of fun because villains will tend to underestimate him because of how juvenile he is. Hmm. Um, I, and I think it just it works because I like the relationship that Tiff and Tuff are sort of like his guardians mm. yeah yeah that that does work well um, kind of like well, almost like the, the Bulma to his, to his Goku a little bit um, like Tiff is obviously more like um, wise wiser than her brother i feel like her brother gets him more into trouble mm. um so it's sort of like you have that balance of like here's like the character who's like gonna steer him right but like if he listened to this character all the time then nothing would happen but <laughs> if he listens <laughs> to this other character i don't know i just i find something about his relationship with them really sweet yeah no i i think it is a bit of a found family story and i think it it, it works for the most part they they um, also like they subvert like the the character's expectations early on they think when like kirby is going to be like this come with like a sword and be this like tall action hero and then he's just like this blob <laughs> i i did appreciate that i did think that was a good touch which uh see maybe that's a another candidate for for who should voice kirby we can get arnold schwarzenegger in here as arnold schwarzenegger as kirby yeah um but i mean as far as the, the plot for the rest of like the episode um like they're trying to find out who ate all of these sheep yeah I, which, I, which it, I have to say it's a pretty upsetting intro where like yeah with all the skeletons of the sheep yeah like the farmer just comes out of his little house and like the monster literally is just spitting out the skeletons onto him. Again, Game of Thrones flashbacks. Those dragons are eat those sheep. I, I think though it kind of crafts a good like you know, I guess you do know right now. You saw the giant monster in the beginning. I feel like they shouldn't have shown that. I think mm. it would have set up a better mystery because even though we see Kirby in space beforehand. We know about his appetite. He eats the entire table of food, including the tablecloth. If mm-hmm. they sort of set up the mystery of like, maybe he's the one who ate these sheep and like really like have us believe it. And then mm-hmm. like reveal 
it's the octopus monster that DDD has. I feel like, and somehow that would be just better storytelling. Mm. Right. Like I mean, kind of I, I mystery. mean, I mean, I don't know that they necessarily be like, oh, they shun Kirby because he's a monster. I, I like that could kind of felt a little too cliche, but um, I still like, I think having the idea of uh him it possibly being him at least would make it a little more interesting yeah i mean some of the characters like tiffin up do wonder like at times like especially after he goes to like a like a feast to like celebrate his coming and he just like devours everything yeah like or just like literally inhales everything yeah like they start to wonder is he the monster mm-hmm. i i think they do question that but yeah if, if we hadn't known as the audience from the beginning maybe that would have added a little bit more tension yeah right i feel weird talking about tension <laughs> in a show about a right. pink marshmallow right monster right um i mean they they eventually find out that it is this you know octopus monster which i don't know why an octopus wants to eat a bunch of sheep but it does and um then they, they they get to the fight and uh i mean i don't know this isn't you know we're not talking like avatar legend of core fight scenes it's like it's 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 a pretty good fight but it's not like oh my gosh top 10 anime fights of all time <laughs> yeah basically kirby gets the octopus's firepower which why an octopus like has firepower, has firepower yeah. is a little confusing they also change a little bit like i noticed in watching episodes of the show that instead of sucking up enemies he usually sucks up their attacks or objects to get his powers mm. like he sucks up a ninja star or something to, to become ninja kirby instead of like he would just suck up a ninja enemy in i mean i guess it's just i don't know maybe they thought that was too morbid of him like sucking up <laughs> or, or maybe they just like it made plot more plot sense it works better for it to be like an object too horrific for kirby to come over here and start eating people and then turning into them <laughs> yeah it just so. it turns into like the blob yeah, yeah. i don't know i kind of want to see that now i, right. I want to see the uh the kirby horror show oh um, gosh that would be e- pretty easy i think yeah but I, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand what was going on with like the, the octopus with the firepower. But it, I mean, I don't even really understand why King DDD wanted the monster because he got it before he got. Usually, yeah. he had the monsters because he wanted to get rid of Kirby. So, what was he doing it with it before? It, it sounded like he just wanted a pet monster it sounds like that's it <laughs> he's just so like petty but but the thing that doesn't make any sense well one of the many things that doesn't make sense <laughs> is like he already has this whole system built in to like his castle to like not just have the monster like have a direct link to nightmare enterprises right. to order them but also like this machine to like teleport uh, them teleport them yeah to uh, Cappy Town. It's like, why did he have that already? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I get. That I mean, everybody, Kirby. everybody has them. 
well, I mean, I get that he hates Kirby and he wants to use them to destroy Kirby, but yeah, why would he have that before that? He saw in the catalog. Is is that how he became the ruler of Dreamland? Is oh. he a violent dictator? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Well, no, I don't. I think you're right. I think you just see this all in a catalog. It's like I'm rich. I want that. I'll take it. Right. Um, was it? I mean, it, this is very like basic. I've seen other examples of this where, like, they're like, "Okay, Kirby's going to leave now." Oh no, his ship got broken again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a little anticlimactic to uh, it's like, well, guess what? We're going to have more than one show. He has to stay here. It, it's it's like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> if they get off the island, you can't have a show anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as far as the animation, did it bother you that Kirby, Escargoon, and King DDD were sometimes computer animated and sometimes were 2D. A little bit. It did take me out of it. Yeah, because like I obviously that's very common to do nowadays, but like usually they don't do whole characters as CG. Like they'll just do like elements of like usually it's vehicles. Vehicles are the big thing that mm. they tend to, to do CG with. Um or like walking cycles or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, part of me was just like, they should have just chosen one art style, either do all CG or do all uh, 2D and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Like I get the like, it makes sense for Kirby because like it kind of makes it, it gets gives you a better sense of how round he is. <laughs> True. But it, it, it's it, so it unnecessary. Looked, it looked especially bad on Escargoon. He was like the character I questioned the most why they did it with. Mm. Yeah, it just and it's like why not Meta Knight? He's round. <laughs> I mean, pretty much every character has some sort of roundness to them. So, but, well, I guess <laughs> the budget didn't allow for that. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, I think otherwise it's a. I don't know if this doesn't actually have like really official channels to watch this right now so i don't know if it's like that way if it was the way it was when it was on tv but the animation was a little choppy Mm. so i i think that was just because it was from like a secondhand source i think so i'd I'd be willing to to believe that like it's it's been a while since i watched it on like like the the dream collection which was like the right the yeah Wii. i i think like otherwise i think it's it's pretty well animated um it's it's not gonna probably win any awards no. but i mean it's it if you if you look at like other shows that were on different channels like it's more pleasing to the eye than a show like rocket power <laughs> i mean rocket power had its own like yeah it's, it's aesthetic like all, choice yeah it, it it very much did but or it's like as told by ginger like, right yeah i was just yeah that the whole studio um uh but uh 
not to knock the quality of those shows, but yeah, wasn't a fan of the animation style. Right. I know, like, I remember we would watch Ed and Eddie, and like, that was like the last show that was like hand drawn on Cartoon Network. But like, they were very like loose with the character models. So their lines would constantly move. Yeah. And I remember our mom was like, why are there, why is like the whole picture shaking? <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's just the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the charm. No, I mean, in, in terms of like the animation quality, you definitely don't get that. I mean, yeah. I think it, I think it works. I don't think, yeah, the, the kind of the 3D was a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What I do think was a good choice was some of the smaller and bigger callbacks to the games that are in the episode. So I know you didn't watch the, uh, the second episode, but yeah. in the second episode, there's this brief moment and it's, like, it, it's, it's pointless. There's no reason for it. Um, but Kirby is helping build his treehouse, and he's like going around with a log and then he just walks by a giant hamster Rick the hamster <laughs> <laughs> and Rick just says like hey you're going the wrong way and for some reason Rick has an Australian accent <laughs> oh, um, I love it which is once again why I'm not sure what they're doing with the <laughs> accents for this show right um not that they're bad accents it's just like right. <laughs> this is a decision um and yeah, so Rick just turns him around. It's like, okay, that's it. That, right. that's like, it's like, it's one, it's like as ham fisted in as one of the like early Stanley cameos in like the, like in like Spider Man 3. It's like, yeah. it feels like that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think otherwise they, they do incorporate like other elements apparently they kind of meddled with the episode order to tie into some of the games when they were coming out at least with kirby air ride the racing game they took like the like third to last episode and like aired it earlier like cut out elements of it just so they can make it all about like his his new uh like racing star or whatever (laughs) and like they called they called it like air ride something but like they it's like that's like a key episode in like the final arc but it's just like no this is the part we want we need to advertise this game <laughs> you know what it's that kind of mindless cash grab that i totally respect yeah um and, and, and it's also weird like apparently like the last four episodes didn't air in the u.s they only were on dvd so oh. so like when that they like later piece that episode i guess back together but yeah, I mean, I remember as far as like games that came out when this, there was the Nightmare of the Dreamland, which was a remake of Kirby's Adventure, which I feel like it used the art style of this, this show for some of the promotions. Mm. Um, and then like Kirby's Dream, uh, the uh, Air Ride, like I said, sort of coincided with it um but yeah it's sort of weird like so they fight like the the nightmare enemy at the end um which is should be noted is different from the the salesman the salesman actually you find out um is um you've only seen him from like the torso up when you see him in like the final 
like against the final level of the show it turns yeah. out he's almost as sure as kirby oh <laughs> i thought he was gonna have like a monster monstrous body or something no he's just he's really short oh <laughs> interesting you just think he would be like this like this humanoid guy but he's and then um yeah like enemy or dree you know nightmare or whatever who's the final boss of kirby's uh kirby's adventure they fight him and by that point like the show kind of becomes star wars like they go into <laughs> space and they're like in his base and they all like flying spaceships everywhere like all the star warriors like are like flying their different spaceships and then like kirby fights him um and the 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 way that he beats him is really anticlimactic he like tiff throws him the warp star and he eats it and he gets the star rod and like apparently that's the only thing that can defeat enemy and and, and like that's it there's no like huge fight oh. <laughs> like what so he just eats his he just, car he, he eats his car which he can do in the new game or but he, he eats the thing he rides and yeah then and just he, happens to give him the secret weapon yeah that's really lame yeah there's like only Kirby found out the secret of the warp star Ugh. yeah but it was kind of clever that like the way that they had to get back home because by the way like there's a lot of like explosions in this episode like they're like okay we're gonna blow up like this whole space space station it's like oh no we, we can't get off it's gonna we're gonna blow up with the space station <laughs> it's it's use the teleporter to transport back Mm. so that's actually kind of clever okay i i like that but it's just like i it's it's very jarring there's this like he's with the rest of the cappy town residents and they're like here i made this bomb let's go blow up this place (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the chef is like i have this but stick a dynamite (laughs) Or this plastic explosive. <laughs> you know, when you when you're a chef in Kathy Town, you gotta right. be ready with that dynamite. Yeah. It's oh, it's God. it's um that's so ridiculous. I kind of yeah. love it. Yeah. Um and I was sort of so surprised that this was a show that like got like a proper finale. Like I know we talked about like the whole hundred episodes, but like I sort of like I mean I guess kudos to them to like having the foresight. I mean, I guess when you have like a built-in antagonist, you can just be like, well, yeah, I'll just fight, fight them at the end. A lot of time, it, it's like one of those situations, like if they got canceled and then like, it would have been one of those creators would have been like on Twitter. It's like, yeah, he would have fought yeah. <laughs> Nightmare in the last episode. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think that's the, the thing is like, from what I remember and from what I've read and from the few episodes I watched, it's not like there's like this building arc towards that final battle. No, right? I think they just like eventually they're like, okay, he's fought enough monsters. Now he's going to fight the bad one. Right. It's not like Kirby's investigating to find like, where does GDD get all these monsters? Right. He and wasn't how like can I stop for, them? He wasn't looking for the Zeo crystal or whatever. Like in- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Kirby's not trying to like prevent, like he, he's just a he's reactionary not hero. Sozin's, Sozin's comment. Exactly. 
Yeah, he's just here to have a good time, get some snacks, and take a nap. You know, I appreciate it. I relate. Right. Um, yeah, so, like, I, this show definitely doesn't have... I, I don't want to say, like, I'm surprised that, like, Fox picked it and picked it up. But it's just, like, when you see the potential that a show like Yu-Gi-Oh! had with the trading cards mm. like yeah kirby had games but like kirby was never like the most popular it's not like mario it's never been uh kirby like, like kirby even the first game is like can you can beat it in like 20 minutes it's so, it's it's just for beginners mm. uh yeah so did they like did they miss it on like merch opportunities like was this the chance to like really get the toys selling well yeah i mean i wonder i think they did have like kirby toys at burger king at one point yeah but like it's not like going to like toys r us and like but going I, through like the you know all the po- pokemon toys that you have mm-hmm. yeah i just what yeah but pokemon just has so much more um because it has the games and the show and the movies and the card games like there's just so much it's like it's the perfect product and like this really isn't like it has the games in the show and that that's it like the like there aren't like you could make a decent amount of money off toys but i feel like it there's no like megazord like (laughs) <laughs> or like or, or like you could get like i do feel like now kirby is probably somebody that they could make a lot of money off of pop funkos for because he has so many different transformations oh that's true so it's just like everything he has like a few dozen transformations um no. like lawyer kirby you know lawyer kirby, <laughs> <laughs> lawyer kirby um orthodontist curvy <laughs> i mean it's just the, the possibilities are endless <laughs> wow you you really went for it i was like okay chef curvy okay right yeah. fire curvy yeah uh no you're over here like uh meteorologist curvy meteorologist curvy yeah uh anesthesiologist curvy yeah, yeah yeah i mean pretty much if there's a job He's like Barbie. If he's a job, you could just make a Kirby of it. <laughs> well, there you go. That that beats my idea. I was going to say they, they really should have like partnered in with all the different uh, like food products, like, you know, get some like Kraft macaroni and cheese Kirby shapes or you know, your Kirby cereal. Right. Like it's like it's just round. It's Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. What's, or I don't know, like flaming hot chio kirby's yeah you got like yeah. the fire kirby there you go right but by the way do you know that and i'm pretty sure this is unrelated to kirby the the kirby was i think actually named after like i want to say he was like named after one of the nintendo of america presidents um there's actually a vacuum cleaner company called kirby i did not <laughs> which is hilarious right which is just so so perfect i mean yeah it's it's just one of those weird things like 
there there are two comics called Dennis the Menace that released the same like month, one in the U.S. and the U.K. They're totally different. Mm. Yeah, just kind of like a little bit of serendipity almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like there there is like a lasting appeal to Kirby though. Like obviously you have like the cuteness for him so like he is more accessible to younger gamers but like i feel like people who have grown up with him you know are still appreciative of of the of uh him as a character so like i wouldn't be like oh yeah like show your kids like go on the dark web and watch (laughs) curvy you know right back at you with your kids but i feel like Kirby as a character has a lot of like potential. Oh, I mean, totally. I mean, you mentioned that the the video game franchise is, is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year, and I, right. I don't think that's a a coincidence. I mean, just this right. year, Kirby's had uh, two games that came out: um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which I've heard pretty good things about, and Kirby's Dream Buffet, which is it's really just like a party game, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very chaotic. So. Right. Right. Um, I would say the only way that you could watch Kirby if you really wanted to is apparently this is getting an HD remaster in Japan, the, the show. Oh, really? So um, if they ever bring that to the States, <laughs> we put it on your big, you know, your big screen TV. Okay. Wow. That, that's, that's the way it's meant to be watched. That's what the made that went to be watched. Yeah. To surround sound, your 3D glasses, right. smell of vision. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Kirby, Kirby is a beloved character. And I I don't know if this show does total justice to him. Uh, I mean, would you, if you were going to pitch a show, how would you, would you do it different in any way? Yeah, I mean, I think... The, the what's like, I think the, like the idea of like him settling down in a town, it just it seems a little, I don't break a little bit of a break with like the formula of the Kirby games, right? I mean, even in some of the other games, he actually like travels to other planets, so you could like do that. Yeah, and I feel like that would be give you more opportunities to tell. I mean, I'll, I'll always be like, it's just another space show. We, this is supposed to be a Kirby show. <laughs> I, don't, I think Kirby would be a good candidate for like a good, like a good quest show or like one of my favorite Kirby games, uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn is, you know, built around him trying to like regain his, his form after he's turned into yarn. That's, a, that's another uh, thing that has a, a weird coincidence that there was a yarn based uh commercial for Kirby's adventure uh like like 20 years before they made Kirby's epic yarn oh wow yeah but I mean I think that's something where you know have a little bit more of like an overarching plot to propel Kirby forward rather than just like a Power Rangers ask okay we're just going to keep sending monsters at him yeah that's 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 probably um I don't know, like, this might be like a weird, weird comparison, but like, is that, is that like, like the, the, you used to review Voltron? Was that sort of like they had like, 
not like that like he's not like, like gotta like overthrow the whatever empire and <laughs> have all these serious discussions but yeah. like have some sort of season plot yeah i mean that could, that could work i mean i think you could definitely make it like i know i joked earlier of like kirby and the and the people of Cappy town like overthrowing uh yeah gdd and like a coup but like honestly i think you could make that work because i feel like that's there built into this show of like the people are not satisfied with gdd as their ruler like he's like a right. terribly like uh like abusive and uh like fascist you know uh you know dictator right yeah so like have them trying to like save dreamland from ddd be the driving plots mm-hmm. and then like go and be like oh wait a second like ddd was just you know the the pawn like really the the big fish is is nightmare like and then kirby mm-hmm. has to then go after that to like mm-hmm. bring peace to the galaxy or something i feel like i'm pitching the weirdest thing right now but right, <laughs> <laughs> right. If, or, if anyone's or- listening or they could always do, which was in one of like Nintendo comics, was Kirby and DDD open up a detective agency, and like they they solve crimes, and like Kirby has like a like a human lump interest. It's weird. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds that sounds bad. That sounds like one of those bad Sonic games. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think the other thing you could do with Kirby that would work really well is do like. And once again, the show has elements of it, but just go straight for it. Just total slice of life Kirby. Just like Kirby runs a bakery. Right. That's it. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I I could see that. And like he could use different powers to like do certain things in the bakery. Like, oh, he's got to he's got to bake the cake. Okay. Turn to fire Kirby. He heats the oven. It's like, oh, no. Kirby accidentally set fire to the bakery and turned into water Kirby and just put it out. Right. I could see that working, like if they really wanted a Kirby show for really little kids. Yeah. I'd watch it. Because yeah. once again, the appeal of Kirby is that he's just a cute little goofball. So right. capitalize on it. Right. Right. I, I think th- those are those are pretty good ideas. Um but I mean, ultimately, you have no sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. And I mean, overall, like reflecting on this show, it's I don't think it's a it's a bad show. I'd say it's just a very kind of run of the mill show. Right. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. if I know this might be sacrilege to some people. I honestly don't know if it's any worse than 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 Yu-Gi-Oh was. Mm. Or, or, be- or I-, I meant to say that Yu-Gi-Oh is bad. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway here. Yeah, At I least mean, it's not the pacing issues. Yeah, I mean, I I think it it fits a a pretty similar role of like, is is this really meant to do anything other than sell the game? Mm-hmm. Like, or are we going for high art here? Right. Not like Pokemon. Now that's high art. Right. 
myself. But yeah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna come back to this show. Do you? Um no, but like I don't know. If I if I don't know if it ever like came to like HD and like I knew somebody who was really a Kirby fan and I'd be like, Hey, check it out. It's, it's, it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're a big Kirby fan and you haven't seen this yet, then yeah, go for it. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more uh, like references that I missed other than Rick the hamster, just <laughs> very conspicuously right. walking by with an Australian accent. Great. Well, uh, you have, Anything else to, you know, say in summation? Uh, no, I, I, I think I'm good. It's just uh, it's a cute little show. And if you can find it, you know, maybe give it a shot. But uh, it's going to be a little hard to find it unless you're right. waiting for that HD remake in Japan. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, this was like we this was like the one show we were watching that was still on uh, the fox kids or what they called the fox box at the time so i mean at least i give it credit for that uh yeah it was enough that it got us coming back more than like ultimate muscle or yeah. fighting foodons or whatever i'm not even sure that other one's a real thing i i promise it's a real thing <laughs> okay well uh josh uh are you working on anything? I don't have any uh, couch potato columns in the works right now. I do have one planned for um, October. I've got a Halloween themed one that I'm going to be working on. I I might have one sooner than that, but I'm having a bit of a writer's block with it. So, um, but people should definitely at least check out one uh, come October. Um, but then otherwise, people can find me on the TV Break podcast where this month we talked about the house of the dragon uh as i know you also did recently on the socially distance podcast mm-hmm. um and we also talked about the um the emmys which i believe are airing right now as we record um so i that's another sign of how much i'm interested in the emmys right. unfortunately uh yeah as far as me I'm, I'm not currently working on anything but there are certainly things that are out there that i might be interested in and might throw my hat in the ring for in the future. Um, uh, you can follow me at Aaron Sarnecki on Twitter if you pretty much just want to hear me talk about movies. Uh, I rewatched uh, the Shawshank Redemption, which is something very different from Curvy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it is worthwhile in its own way. <laughs> I don't know. I see some similarities there. I, I think right. Kirby would have fit right into that right. movie. And, you know, Josh being the big uh, Marvel fan that he is, um, he's probably super excited about all this Marvel news. But back back in the day, like Stephen King was his who's Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've read a Stephen King book. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get back into it. I feel like Stranger Things has kind of like taken the, the Stephen King shaped hole in my heart and filled it in. Right. So... Well, yeah so um yeah people should definitely keep an eye out on twitter just see if you write anything else soon or you have to get your thoughts on those movies um yeah and then otherwise Aaron, do you want to give people a, a hint of what to expect for next month or you want to keep them 
Oh, uh, I definitely know for TV what we're doing. We've had that planned for, for months and I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping to have sort of, I don't want to say completely contrary and take because I'm sure people have similar opinions, but like it's going to be a sort of different opinion than you have uh, based on things you've said recently. <laughs> um, but uh, movies, uh, I actually don't know what we're doing for movies yet. So That's just okay. keep, keep tuned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Hopefully people will listen to our, our next episode. Once again, it's a, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what Aaron needs, but it's a contrarian view, but I'm, I'm intrigued now. Yeah. Um, that I can confirm though, that we will have a special guest for it. Yes. Yeah. So until then, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you will join us again. Um, make sure to um, also listen to our recent film podcast, um, all in the, um, the Breakcast feed, where we talked about the 20th anniversary of Spirited Away. And other than that, once again, make sure to listen to um, Aaron's recent um, visit on the Social Agents podcast. And yeah, once again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, remember, down with the fascist penguin.